0: Hey, good morning, happy Sabbath to you. Um, Wow, here we are, welcome to church. Yeah, that's what we're having. So we're we're excited to have you here at Foothill Community. Um, We are continuing to walk through this uh, unprecedented time. I think that's a word everybody's using a lot. You know, so but it, 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 it is. It's it's just such a different different kind of right now. And um, anyway, um, our plan right now, and we just want to let you know, is to basically be open uh, next uh, Sabbath. So we're actually going to have church next Sabbath. And for those of you that are wanting to come, we'd say please come. Um, those of you that don't or feel uh, still uncomfortable about uh, um, just everything that's going on, that's fine. We're going to still video stream. We're going to live stream, and so we'll, uh, we'll uh, send you um, the video uh, just like we're doing right now. But uh, for those of you that would like to, we're actually going to start services again at the church in uh, Montrose uh, starting next Sabbath. And at 1030 um, so <clears throat> please come now uh, thing that we need you need to be aware of is that there is an ordinance in the city of Glendale that requires uh, for or that asks that people would wear a mask when you're in public so um, uh, if you would like to bring a mask bring a mask with you if you feel comfortable in church uh, not wearing a mask—that's fine in the in the church in the building itself. Or if you uh, feel like you want to wear it, that's fine too. Uh, we will just try to be really, really sensitive to everybody. Um, ask questions and ask somebody if if you can give them a hug or a handshake before you actually do. Um, just just to be more sensitive. All right. Um, and uh, one more thing: that for those of you that are giving, thank you. Uh, for those of you that are having a difficult time because of um, uh, being stay-at-home, stay at then we would say please contact us, contact Sarah, contact the church, contact me, and uh, we would uh, love to try to help, especially our church family. Uh, but if you want to give, uh, go to uh, foothillcommunity.org, uh, and um and uh, there is a, a little app there or a little um, a button to push there that says "Donate now and uh, and you can do that uh, very very easily um, you know i, I my, my prayer really is that when everybody's staying safe that uh um, you're all still healthy and that uh, we all uh, realize that God is truly in control of everything that's going on right now. Um, I am a people person. I hate uh, uh, being uh, this far away. I love at least seeing reactions or seeing your faces um, to where I know if I'm putting you to sleep or if you're laughing at my jokes. So um, I, it, it, it's, it's difficult. For me as we as we as we do this, but next week we'll get back together and we can uh, encourage each other. Um, I'm going to pray uh, right now. I uh, I, I have um, my brother-in-law actually just came down with COVID nineteen. He's actually in a assisted living home, and so uh, right now he seems to be doing okay. Um, he's got a little bit of a fever, but but um, uh, he seems to be doing fine, and, and so, but I want to pray for him. His name's Steve, and uh, for all of you first responders, all you policemen, and everybody else, nurses, people who are out there on the front lines, you are working at stores, thank you. Just thank you so much. Um, it's just huge, and I know that you're putting yourself in, at risk um, just for the sake of keeping things going. And I pray that, that everything would open up sooner than later. But let's pray, and then uh, let's do a song of worship. Um, um, it's really all to him. It's all to God. He's the one that controls all the stuff he knows. He's, he's not up in heaven falling off his throne just going, gosh, I didn't know COVID-19 would be so weird. No, he He knows it all, and, and he's in control still, still. And uh, for his greatest glory that's what we want to uh, uh, pray and just um, that he would receive the greatest glory for all that's going on okay so would you pray with me father again Lord we're just we're grateful that uh, that you are in control Lord we we look and we watch what's happening and sometimes we shake our head and sometimes we Lord get more concerned than over things than we ever have before but god you are the one who holds uh, all the cards and and lord we trust you that's our declaration this morning and so uh, would you work in a way that would bring you the greatest glory through all that's going on lord i lift up my uh, brother-in-law steve to you and i pray that even as as this Um, infection has actually impacted him that Lord you would um, keep him healthy I pray that uh, Lord his immune system would fight it off and I pray that he would just be another one of those that recovered Lord uh, from this uh, virus for all those that are shut in and for those God that are looking forward even to next week I pray great grace upon us all As we uh, just continue to trust you and walk uh, in this time, Lord, um, with our eyes up, uh, realizing that, God, you are in control. And we we love you. We pray grace. We pray for our finances, that, God, you would sustain us as you always have. And uh, we trust you there also. And uh, thank you for loving us. Thank you for Jesus. i the really of, of uh, Exodus and in the book of Exodus and last uh, week we we start talking about um, having bad timing and having God timing and uh, we talked last week about that um, the whole notion that a uh, uh, timing is everything right <clears throat> and we're definitely dealing with that right now you know from dealing with people to uh, cooking, to our finances, to opening up our country, or not opening up our country, or opening up restaurants. I know that in Palmdale, I think, that they're pushing just to kind of go forward and, and to open everything up here. Um, that's where we're at right now. And uh, and uh, even um, to the second coming, There's a, there's there, there, there's timing is everything yeah, as far as... Uh, When when Jesus is going to come back and and uh, even in our spiritual life There is a sense of God's timing and and Jesus is really our example where Where throughout his life, you know He would express that either his time hadn't come or his time wasn't yet And he had a real sense of what God's timing was and last week. We looked at at um, Moses when Moses first came on the scene um, after he had been a prince of Egypt and he comes on the scene and and uh, and we find out that his coming on the scene and realizing that um, or thinking that one he was the Savior for the children of Israel which God really had a plan there but that his sense of timing was just a little bit off right so I just want to kind of read that, just to where we kind of recap where we were last week, where it says that one day after Moses had grown up, so this was he was about 40 years old, you know, growing up as a prince of Egypt. It says he went, and we're in chapter uh, 2 of Exodus, and I'm starting in verse 11, so if you want to get your Bibles and read with me. But it says, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were, and he watched them in at their hard labor. And so we don't know how many times Moses had actually gone out, but we figure that he knew that one he was an Israelite, and he watched and he saw the people of Israel, which at that time numbered in the millions, in the millions. Um, but they were uh, slaves to the Egyptians. And he saw Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. He's probably beating him with a bamboo cane, because that's what they kind of goaded people to help them work faster. And so he saw this Hebrew beating, uh, Egyptian beating the Hebrew, and glancing this way and that, he looked around, and he didn't see anybody, and so he didn't go up and just say, "Hey, you know, you know, you shouldn't probably beat the guy." No, it says he went up and he killed the Egyptian. And then he buried him in the sand. And then the next day he went out and he saw two Hebrews fighting, his own people. And he asked, he says, what? He says, the one in the wrong, he says, why are you hitting your brother, your fellow Hebrew? And the man said, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? And so then Moses was afraid. He thought, wow, what I did must have become known. And it says, when Pharaoh heard of this, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian, where he sat down by a well. So remember that as we kind of go on. Now the problem, of course, with Moses is that when his timing was not quite right, God, Moses wasn't ready to be the leader that God wanted him to be for the children of Israel. Israel wasn't quite ready to become a nation that would submit to God the Area that that God was going to bring uh, the children of Israel to which was the land of, of Canaan which was uh, um, where the Hivites the uh, the Jebusites the Hittites the the Amorites the uh, termites and all the other mites were there and it says they weren't they weren't quite ready. And so it would be 40 more years before actually they would be ready for to be conquered as a people. And so it was just a sense of bad timing from uh, Moses to think that, one, he was going to um, uh, gain all the people's trust and basically be lauded as a hero for... Uh, for the uh, Hebrews and he wasn't. In fact, they disowned him and so did the courts and so did the pharaoh and and because he just didn't wait on God. And we read the scripture last week and in uh, Isaiah where it says in Isaiah 40 verse 31 where it says those who wait on the Lord they will find new strength. They will fly high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. <clears throat> and uh, we talked last week about how you know that when you're making a big decision in life, or most any decisions, how you know that one your, your timing is bad, because here's the deal. God is interested in everything we do. God's interested in, in where we work, uh, um, in, in promotions at work, in the people we work with, God is interested in who we marry, uh, how we raise our kids, and what we do with our finances. God is really interested in all those things, the houses we buy, where we go, even our vacations. All those things God is interested in. Amazing, isn't it? You know that when God would even care about those things, but he does. And there are times with all of us that we've done things because, oh, we thought this is a good idea. And then all of a sudden, found out that you know what? Ah, oh, man, it just did not turn out the way that I thought it would. And we talked about last week some of the some of the indications that your timing is bad. When one of the things is when you're looking over your shoulder and going, "Oh shoot, you know, should I have done that? Should I not have done that?" And you're always looking over your shoulder, wanting, "Oh my goodness, you know, I don't know what's going to come back and bite me." You know, or you know when. Uh, um, You rely on the works of man instead of maybe the works of God when you rely on manipulation or intimidation or a pressure uh, to get things done be it with your kids your spouse or even people at work or you lie about somebody just to get your uh, to get um, your own job done or um, also when you what you're doing violates God's sovereign planner his will his law you know if I have to sin to uh, do God's will I'm probably not doing God's will all right if I have to uh, just steal or lie or deceive or kill or commit adultery you know to uh, because I feel like this is God's will it probably isn't most likely it isn't or when you act impulsively instead of prayerfully. <laughs> How many times do you do that? Right. I know that oftentimes I have found myself doing that where I respond impulsively instead of prayerfully. Or when you feel like you have to cover up your actions. In other words, you have to lie about what you did you know, to, uh, to accomplish God's will. You probably you're probably missing it then, or when you're paralyzed by fear rather than spurred on by faith. When, when all of a sudden God asks us to do something and we just we, we just freak out because we just think, "When I'm not ready, I don't have the answers. I'll get asked something and, and I'll freak out, and, or, I, or 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 or, that, or people laugh at me, or all those other things." Right. You know, that, and all of us have failed. All of us have jumped the gun. All of us have done probably what we uh, shouldn't have done at times. All of us. But God's saying, you know what? I want you to have my type of timing. I really do. I want you to basically wait on me, I want you to um, uh, run and not be weary. You know, and, and for some of us, we think, you know, now that Moses has killed this guy, now that Moses has basically left the children of Israel, now that Moses has has uh, 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 basically failed in all those areas, you know, in, in uh, uh, going before God, we think, okay, maybe God's going to look for somebody else. But no, that's not what God does. God always wants to work with us. He wants to work with his people. And... All of us have screwed up, but all God is waiting for is for any of us is just to turn around, repent, say, Lord, I screwed up. And to learn from our mistake, and then to then to go move forward and then say, God, help me to trust you. Help me to to walk in faith. Help me to to await on you. Help me to not make this decision immediately, but but to say, God, is this your decision? And so with Moses, kind of what happens with him is that when he begins to learn about waiting on God. So remember, we left Moses at the well in Midian. Remember that? So it goes on to say, and this is the, how the account kind of goes on with Moses. It says, now the priest of Midian, he had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and to fill the troughs uh, to water their father's flocks. And then some shepherds came along and drove them away. But Moses, he got up and he came to their rescue, and he watered their flocks. Now when the girls returned to Raoul, their father, he asked them, Wow, why have you returned so early today? And they said, Because an Egyptian, he rescued us from the shepherds. And he even drew water for us and watered the flocks. Well, where is he, asked the father. You know, he says, you know, he says, oh, wh- Where, where is he? Why did you leave him? Invite him here to have something to eat. So Moses agreed to stay with a man who gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses in marriage. Now Zipporah gave birth to a son, and Moses named him Gershom, saying, I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. So remember, Moses goofed up in God's timing <clears throat> and so then he runs away and he's on the run from the authorities and so he runs to Midian and we assume that nobody really knows Moses and Midian, right? And so he arrives there just at the same moment that these seven girls come to water their father's flocks and they fill up the watering trough but just as they're getting ready to water their stuff, um, these shepherds other shepherds come along with their flocks and they shoo the girls away you know can you just hear them say you know thanks for watering for us but let the real men now water their flocks can't you just hear them saying that you know and and this it seems like this wasn't the very first time that this had happened and we see that when their father asked him said man you're home early today you didn't have to water all the other shepherds flocks what happened you know, and, uh, and and so it seemed like this time Moses, though, he he comes to their rescue. He's watching this, you know, and he was burned last time that he acted impulsively. And so I think, you know, his his, you know, and so with a lot of us, our temptation would be to be very tentative about even getting involved. But he makes a choice and he gets involved, but probably with not the same tenacity. Now. I'm thinking he might have had a sword, right? But So he might have just kind of got up and said, you know, hey, guys, these girls were here first. Let them water their own flock. And the guys probably looked at him, saw he was an Egyptian, probably saw the sword, and probably said, okay, okay, <laughs> we give up. And it says that Moses, Moses, he, he you know, he didn't push himself. And and. He basically watered the girls' flocks for them, you know, and and, uh, and and so Moses was learning. That's what I believe. I believe Moses was learning from what he had experienced before. And the other thing we see too is that one Moses doesn't automatically just attach himself to these girls, you know, and think that they should basically offer him some type of shelter, but he. Basie sits there and waits and says, you know what, no, I think I'm going to wait for God's timing. These girls go home, and the dad's all surprised that they're there so early, and he says, man, why are you here so early? What's going on? And they said, the Egyptian, um, uh, he he rescued us from the shepherds, said, well, where is he? He said, no wonder you guys aren't married yet. You guys guys don't even know how to talk to a man. What's wrong with you? Invite him here. You know, have him come over for dinner. And so, (laughs) it says that Moses, you know, he did, he came and, and, and he, he, and that um, the man gave his daughter, Zipporah, to Moses as a wife. You know, to where all of a sudden Moses had, basically he, he was learning, he was totally, totally learning. You know, a lot of us may have done dumb things in our past that have goofed up and we feel like they've totally goofed up our lives. You know, it's even likely that uh, there have been times where we pushed ahead because we thought this is what we should be doing and then we've just totally ignored God's will and and um, as a result, we might have created quite a mess. Kind of like Moses, right? You know, there may be a fractured family, right? Like with mine, all right, Because of, uh, and there might be emotional scars in people because we made really bad choices you know there might be mountains of debt that we have have created and there there might have been others that have suffered because we decided we wanted what we wanted now you know and there might have been even a terrible blow to our christian witness because we decided on a course of action and A lot of times for people, it's easy just to say, you know what, I've screwed up. It's over. I've ruined it. You know, I made such a mess. There's just no hope. But that's not what God is saying. God is saying, you know what, yes, you might have had an Egypt, but I have a Midian for you. I have a place where you can get restored. I have a place where all of a sudden I can put things back together if we'll just but come to Him. And that's what He always asks. He says, just come to me. You who are labored and they're heavy laden, he says, and I'll give you rest. That's God's heart. He wants to give us rest. He wants us to to be strong in him. You know, but he wants us to wait on him. And so um, God wants us to basically live in the knowledge that he's in control and that he has a plan for our lives. And so I have some points here to say you know how do we live in God's timing when we have questions when we have situations that are coming up in front of us and and all of a sudden we need to make some decisions you know or we feel like we just got to move forward some how do we do it and realize that it's God's timing well first couple things that one we need to learn first we need to get to know God you know There's no better time than right now. A lot of us are sitting at home and we have nothing else to do. Spend some time with God. He loves us. He loves you. Develop a time where all of a sudden you're meeting with him. Where you're meeting with him and getting to know what what does God say about life. And God has tons to say about life just all throughout the scripture. And he wants us to get to know him. So that when we make decisions, we're saying, okay, is this in violation of what God says? Or is this in conjunction to what God says? You know, so we need to just get to know God. Because he wants us to know him. And he, he, he wants us to know that when we are his people. And this is what he did even with the children of Israel. We'll see that as we go on, too. Um, we also need to discipline ourselves to seek God's will. Lord, is this your will for my life? One of Tammy, my wife's favorite things to say to me when I have a, a, a hair up, my yin-yang, or when, I, when I'm wanting to, to move forward or do something that I want to do, one of the ways that she always puts me in my place, she says, have you prayed about it? Oh, don't ask me that. Why would I want to pray about it? I think I should do this. I need to go fishing. I need to go to the beach. I need to go over to my friend's house. I need, have you prayed about it? It just gets me every time because I don't want to pray about a lot of stuff. I just want to do it. And that's just how we are. Because we're such independent people. You know, and, um, and God wants us to pray about everything. Right? That's what it says in, in Philippians. It says, pray about everything. And all things, give thanks. You know? And the God of peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, so so he says. Pray. We need to just discipline ourselves. Say, God, is this what you want me to do? If you have a decision coming up, then just pray about it. All right? I know that it's not a normal thing, but it's a good thing to do. Especially if we want to be in God's will and have his timing Third thing is we need to listen We need to listen to God God speaks When we went through that whole um, series on experiencing God we, re- we, we saw that when God is always talking God's always talking The thing is we're not always listening right? God's always sending his word out all the time and we find that out as we read his word, read scripture, and we just listen to that still small voice. The Bible says that, that uh, we're God's sheep. And Jesus is the shepherd. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And so we need to learn to listen. We need to learn to listen to just that still small voice that God communicates with us all the time. All the time. He's always speaking. And we just need to say, God, what direction do you want me to go? And believe that one, it says that he will lead us in the right way that we should go. That's what scripture says in Psalms. Lastly, we need to learn to follow faithfully when he calls us to take bold action. God tells us to do something. We need to say, God, help me to do this. And by your grace, help me to... Move forward. Help me to walk up to that person and pray for them because I feel like you're nudging me. Help me to go up to that person and tell them that one, God cares about them. Help me to, as you you, um, prompt me, Lord, help me to share with these people about your incredible love and about Jesus. Help me to do the things that I'm supposed to do. Lord, as you prompt me, help me to go and say, I'm sorry. Have you said that today? You probably should have. Alright? Because most of us have already screwed up at least one people around us or to God. Alright? And most of the time it's to God. But it's, it's just, it's it should be part of our normal rhythm of life. Right? Be and, and there again, it's just being prompted and being obedient to what God tells us to do. So are you facing a moment of decision right now in whatever it is right are you know are you standing in front of an open door are you are, is there a place that you can serve or somebody that, that that just needs God that you know about you know are you licking your wounds from your past mistakes you know or are you feel like you're just in Egypt? Head on to Midian, all right? Head on to a place where one God can comfort you, restore you, build your life back up again and get you ready for that next thing that he has coming because that's what God's doing with Moses, is getting him ready for the next thing that he has, you know? And God's timing is perfect. And his timing for all the things in your life is perfect. And he just wants us to trust in him. So, I want to encourage you to do that. I'm going to sing one more song. And um, would you pray with me? Father, thank you for uh, your time. Thank you, God, that you care about every aspect of our lives. There's nothing that we're doing that is not important to you. But, God, that you care about where we're going, how we're communicating, our attitudes, um, Lord, our direction, our finances, our families, our kids. Lord, you're really concerned about all that stuff. So help us to respond to you. Help us not to move in our own Uh, impulses, but God, help us to really wait on you, listen to you, respond to you, God, and to uh, follow your leading and your guiding. bless you hopefully see you as many of you as we can next week uh, for those of you that will still see online god bless you have a great week and uh, uh, make wise decisions this week in his time okay see you later.